This is Bill Apter from OneWrestling.com, and I listen to the Ford Wrestling Fan. Everybody's dying on us. Nice. Absolutely. It's Sunday. It's 2 p.m. I'm outside. It's Ford Wrestling Fan. And Skype is really fucking with my volume. (laughs) Yeah, your your connection might be suspect, because... It's it's Skype. I I just need to change the setting. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let me try that. The outdoor experiment didn't work today. It's working. It's just you could barely hear me. There we go. Automatically adjust microphone settings. Maybe that wasn't what I wanted either. I don't know. We're figuring it out as we go along on Board Wrestling Fan Radio. You can hear me, right? Kind of, yeah. Okay, give me a sec. I, I, I got this. We'll get it. We will definitely get it. Levels, no. I know there's a setting somewhere... Allow applicant. Okay, let's try this. Apply. No, nope, that didn't to, work either. <laughs> are you are you on a wireless microphone? No. Okay. No, I uh, just I I don't know what the fuck's going on with this thing, man. Are you? Give are you lined, some volume. Are you lined in through like a uh, network cable? No. Possible. Uh, what else might it be? Hmm. I don't, can you hear me a little bit better now, at least? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's because it's, it, it's intermittently cutting in and out, so I'm just... Oh. Well, yeah. Like, I'll hear snippets of you sometimes clearly, and then others. It's very garbled. It's okay. not like robot stuff. It's just like... It's like the connection's not strong, you know? So I'm thinking, okay, what else? What else might be the... Yeah, I mean, I'm on Wi-Fi, but my whole, my connection is, like, super strong. I'm sitting kind of right near my modem. Um, so, I I'm don't know. Maybe, maybe, like, while I'm typing, the typing is overpowered. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to reset my uh, song heard, just in case it's my end. It, it, it's entirely possible to be my end. So, I mean, like, I'm not not going to say it's definitely you or that it's definitely me, but it's more likely it's me because this is the first time I'm trying this setup for this show. Mm, I don't know. That's not, that's not my card. Yeah, it's it's probably on my end. I don't... I don't usually use my laptop for Skype, so that's probably it. Also, where the hell is everybody? Well, (laughs) what if you try calling in to connect to the Skype call and talk on your phone and see if that works? I could do that, I think. I don't know, I'm just throwing shit at the wall at this point. (laughs) 
do I have Skype on my phone is another question. I don't know what you said. <laughs> I'm real. I, I can only hear little pieces, man. I, I can't hear sentences. Maybe if I get closer to the microphone. I I don't know. Uh, no. So I <laughs> like I said, it's like it. Ooh, it. That's what it sounds like. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, I'll download it. I'll download Skype onto my phone. Oh, shit. Okay, you don't have it on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, I know I know it can add a lot of line noise if you're not actively muting it, but I was able to use the phone on a couple occasions reasonably well. well it's downloading right now. So, maybe that's what I'll do. Oh. Is, do we have another? Hello? Hi. Hey. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> uh, I'm hearing bits and pieces, but this is not working either. Fabulous. <laughs> that's that's uh, me. That's his end. I can hear you fine. Okay, I just heard that without a problem. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to set it up in a little a little different place than before or something to do outside and we're going to mm. see if we can get him on his phone if he can connect and if that sounds clear then eh, maybe he'll give us a little more information to figure out why it's not working for him. We got to eliminate the variables, I guess is the best thing to do here. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Fucking science on Sunday. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we only science on Tuesdays. What the hell? <laughs> I hear a lot of light noise coming through right now. I'm like moving sounds, so that's uh. There's a plane flying overhead. That's weird. The ambient yeah, the ambient noise isn't cutting out. It's just when you talk, it's like maybe there's too much information or too loud, and it can't handle the. Maybe it is. Maybe it is the internet connection, dude. I don't know. I just. I don't think it is, but who knows? Now, if I can remember my other Skype password. <laughs> ah. There it is. This is going to be a great episode of the show. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Add to call. Well, talking to you right now is how I've been watching wrestling lately, so... <laughs> a little bits and pieces, in and out, in and out. Let's see. Since we're not sure if we're even working, did you see any of the finals of Best of the Super Juniors, or am I basically just going to be, you know, talking to myself about that? 
And I, I didn't see, I haven't seen anything wrestling related since uh, a bit of Raw that I watched on Thursday morning. I look terrified in my Skype picture, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know where that picture's from, but I look terrified in it. <laughs> You're not cutting out anymore, so... That's yeah, I'm hearing you. Okay, I guess this is going to have to do that. I'll have to do a show on my phone. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking you're, it just might be the quality of the Wi-Fi signal to your laptop that's not strong enough, but your phone is. That could be it. It'll be interesting to listen back to the podcast and see if I came through fine on the podcast and just not on Skype. Well, I'm sure the recording... It depends on your, how you're broadcasting or, record, or recording the broadcast. So I don't know. But it's, oh, well, I can't really talk to you in that, in that uh, previous incarnation. Right. Oh, well. <laughs> At least we got some kind of a solution. So what did I miss? Oh, you missed uh, you missed my setup uh, for doing the podcast outside gone wrong. Mm. If you happen to own a really long network cable, I, I just try try that out in the future. <laughs> yeah, I might do that. I might grab a long Ethernet cable and just run it out to the porch. Yeah, I can hook that up to my laptop. Good. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I, I mean that would at least give you a better idea if it if it's the exact same situation, then you know that okay, it's not my Wi-Fi receiver and my laptop is just too far away from my uh, my router. Yeah, I mean the the good thing is like for this show it might be difficult because I might have to actually call on my phone or use a network like an actual network cable, but for the other show it should be fine because we don't use Skype. Oh, what do you use? We just, it's, we're all in the same place. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'll do it. Yeah. So it's, which this was just kind of like, this was an experimental, like, hey, let me see if I can do this. And kind of, you know, that way for Wednesday, when we're all, when me, Brian, and Dan are all here, we're all big dudes. Like, we don't have to all crowd into the studio when it's going to be warm and <laughs> stuffy and, Oh, true. But if you're, I mean, again, you definitely want to check your Wi-Fi if that, because if that's the culprit, that's your, you might still have a problem. Uh, the, 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 the deciding factor is ultimately going to be the uh, podcast. Because yeah. if the, if, if the podcast is fine, then everything else should be fine too, because the podcast is uh broadcasting off a different laptop also out here but it seems to be running fine it's been on for 11 minutes 15 seconds uninterrupted so i don't know anybody still talk to uh, uh, a gender fan or whatever she's calling herself now maybe she could tell us if the podcast is running fine or not <laughs> i haven't watched so i don't know yeah. the only person yeah jt JT's not here to, to tell us what she's saying on Twitter. So <laughs> she'd have to tweet me with her human account. Yeah. I'll open up Twitter in case. I won't reveal those names. I've been good so far. 
<laughs> yeah, she hasn't tweeted me, so I don't know. <laughs> if anybody's listening live and wants to tweet me at Think So Joe and let me know if the show is sounding okay on your end, <laughs> that'd be great. So I'm on my phone, I realistically could go into the studio and just, you know, open up the browser and listen. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, you might as well. Yeah, might as well. I'm, I'm mobile. I'm able to do this show from anywhere in my house now. <laughs> my feet are underrated, so it's cool. Yeah. Hooray for experiments on Sundays. It's still better than whatever WWE is going to put on tonight. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And I certainly don't. Your life segment. Ugh. That was just a cup of hot farts. <laughs> I believe the industry term is uh, drizzling shits. <laughs> that is correct. Cat, it's not my cat agrees. <laughs> Been gone all weekend, so she's being extra oh. annoying. That's right. Got a fucking special guest. It's not the train this time. <laughs> Is she just being loud, or does she crawl up and jump on everything? Um, little, little column A, little column B. Okay. Yeah, she, she's always pretty vocal anyway. Oh. Mine are usually not, but this one, my girl cat just waits for me to be actually doing something. And she's stabbing me in the leg right now. Arya, mm -hmm. stop it. And this is <laughs> like she waits, and now it's head rubs, head rubs, and being bitey and stabby, and jumping in front of the monitor and stepping on the keyboard. And as soon as we're done, she's out of here. <laughs> she she knows. Uh -huh. Who's a good little evil vampiric bitch fiend? Yes, you. Okay. Mm, I said, cat needs more attention than I do. That's sad. <laughs> okay, so this is apparently not working well. Okay. Continue. I didn't even realize we were still in the call. <laughs> oh, garbly again. Damn it. First sentence you said came through clear, and then... I'm hearing G just from... fine. Got nothing from Genderfan just yet. Okay. okay. Now that I'm back on the call... <laughs> This is not working. 
failing miserably. This is the best episode yet. Oh, totally. I've got nothing coming through on the broadcast, though. <laughs> huh. Well, that I guess obviously explains why there's no uh, no feedback. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it's actually. Uh, Recording at least, so we got that. I have no idea. It's broken. Delightful. Yes. <laughs> As we're broadcasting, it says we're broadcasting on the right stream. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Cats and dogs living with each other, mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Let's trying something else right now. <laughs> it's still better than what WWE is going to present tonight on Extreme Rules, I assume, because I don't know what the hell's on that pay-per-view. No, whatever it is, it's extreme. Oh yeah, yeah it's... extreme. So on the network. Speaking of the network, did you try plugging in a network cable yet? No, I have not, because I do not have one at the moment. Okay. All of the stuff you're giving me could be explained by that still. If your signal is trying to go to another computer, it's going to have the same problem with transferring information. The more information in the packet... Oh, go ahead. I, I'm trying to listen to headphones that are not plugged in. Oh, yeah. No, it's. Uh, okay, we rich. are broadcasting. That I can right. confirm. Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, we're, we are broadcasting. That's something. So, oh, well, whatever. I guess I'm doing the show on my phone. It's not the first time. That's for sure. That's how I do it. Yeah. Mostly headset. Yeah, I think that's the other thing I should probably do is grab my Bluetooth headset. And that way I could just sit down and do the show. Anyway, how was everybody's week? Uh, just nope. peachy. Good mm. to hear. I got oh. drunk wedding last night, so that's always a plus. Oh, that's always a fun. That's always good to hear. Mm -hmm. I got uh, captured a... by Darth Vader. <laughs> you had really cool pictures of that, by the way. That was fun. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun 
thing we got to do last night. <laughs> there you go. My week was work horrific, I guess. Typical. Nothing special. But nothing bad, so I can't complain, right? It's all good. Exactly. Just plugging away again through the rest of the year, and then uh, figure out the rest from there. You're still alive. That's the important thing. Yeah. yeah so far, so good. See how the day goes. So you never know, man. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Joe's got the Bluetooth going now. He's good. He's sitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I killed twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we're 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 hitting the hitting the ground fucking running right now. We should do this every week, you know. Well, like I said before, we, we don't have dead air. We just have very, very pregnant pauses. No, with like quintuplets. Mm-hmm. Octomom level. A lot of tapping going on. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it's probably me on my phone looking through the Twitter and seeing what's going on. I've been grid for a little bit. What's going on? Surprisingly, not a hell of a lot. Really? Yeah. Not being bombarded with uh, any crazy breaking news? No. That's good. That's good. Most of it's been kind of shitty lately. The fucking attacks in London yesterday, that's fucked up. Mm. Although I must admit, I absolutely love how people are responding to that with a lot of the stuff that has been on Twitter. I mean, for all the bad stuff, there's been a lot of good stuff, too. I I love the um, particularly, you know, London flavored sass that they're just throwing at all the right people, and it does make me happy. So, yay, them. I kind of fished it out. I watched a little bit of the uh, the live feed off Reddit, I was streaming some of the news out of London. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hey, Joe. I don't know. It was very <laughs> we weird noise coming. I don't know. I just connected the Bluetooth headset, so. <laughs> I'm just hoping to stay connected to the call now. I've been dropped twice. Meanwhile, it sounds like you're operating out of a drive through window. All right. Sweet. <laughs> At least you can hear me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm in, I'm inclined to order a baconator. <laughs> extra cheese, extra mayo, motherfucker. 
I wasn't sure if you wanted the food or not. <laughs> what the fuck? I ordered a fucking food. <laughs> what the fuck makes you think I don't want to fucking want the shit? Right? <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I definitely sound like I'm coming through a drive through speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay, I guess I'll just go back to actually talking on the phone. Uh, eventually, something will work in my favor today. You would think. You know, I'd hope. All that. Yeah, I would. But so far, not really. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Anybody watch Lucha Underground on Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Back? Nope. Mm-hmm. What happened? Lucha things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Lucha things. They had a uh, they had a full show match. One of those uh, you know Iron Man matches that are the length of the show. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah Johnny Mundo defended against the Mac. I saw a couple. Oh, of was gym. that the one where they strapped him to a uh, stretcher and he goes down the stairs, or was that another day? Because I, I didn't see it because I forgot that it was on Wednesdays. Because I'm not very smart right now, but I did catch clips of that. Was that that show or was it another one? I caught parts of it. Like I, I fell asleep at the beginning of the show and woke up at the end right when they tied. And the fans were all upset because the Mac had Johnny Mundo beat and Dario Cueto came out and said, no, 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 no. There are no ties in my temple. Next week you get your rematch. Hmm. So does that mean the rematch is going to be an hour long again? No, no, no. The rematch is one fall to a finish. Next pinfall or submission wins. So was the first match an Iron Man match then? Essentially, yeah. What do they call it in Lucha Underground? Iron Amigos? Or... <laughs> I don't remember. I know they, they had a word for it, but I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. So it is, it's still the same gimmick, basically, though. But Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's the, it's the same gimmick. It's just uh, they have a different name for it. It's just... They have a full, like, instead of giving it a, a specific number time limit, they just say, oh, it's it's for the length of the episode. Mm-hmm. All night long match. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally out of the loop on that show. I don't even know what's going on anymore, but I guess there was no story development uh, because of the match. It's just, it is what it is. Okay. I'm super behind on it. All I've been, I've been watching the uh, two seasons on Netflix to try to get up to speed. (laughs)
Yeah, I missed the last couple of episodes before this one because they never went up on demand. So I was kind of out of the loop going into this episode. and Yeah, pretty much it's uh, Mundo and Mac were the whole show. There's the train. Yeah. I'm marking out right now. We've had planes. We've had trains. Now I just need an automobile to go by. Oh, give it time. (laughs) There's a park. Oh, it'll happen. Window. Oh, it'll have. I'm, I'm right out on my porch. Nobody in Buffalo believes in having mufflers on their cars, apparently. <laughs> so it'll happen. You, you'll hear a car at some point. What the hell is this pay-per-view tonight? There's extreme rules. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know nothing about any of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I know is that there's like a five-way match to fight Lesnar, the balls of fire thing. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last week. Right. Um, I got, I got the lineup here, and I'll start from the bottom as usual and work my way up six, here. I know there's six matches because, like, I, I still do these like pool things for these, even though I don't watch, and yet I still manage to win most of the time. It's kind of fucking <laughs> stupid. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, there's six matches, and the only thing going on on Raw that I care about doesn't even have a fucking match on this card. Gold dust. Yeah, no fucking match. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, I'm I'm looking at the uh, the kickoff match, and it's Kalisto and Apollo Cruz. If that's oh, okay. a kickoff match, I don't know what it is. That's unannounced then, or it was previously. So yeah, that's not in my list. Anything else? How many matches you got up there, uh, Coaster? Um, let's see. Uh, this is just it was just an article about the uh, the kickoff match. Ah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was posted at like just after two o'clock. Okay. Oh, so it must have just been announced. Okay. Yeah. Or we just don't pay attention because I know I sure as hell haven't. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I can't tell you what was. Been too I busy escaping know, like, from the oh, empire. Yeah. Uh, there's the submission match with Neville and Austin Aries. Uh, oh, that's, that's a submission. Here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Endo stick on a pole match. Yeah. Just fucking reeks of Vince Russo. And of course, it's with the women, right? Because isn't Alexa Bliss part of that? Yes. Yeah. Alexa yeah. Bliss versus Bailey. Yeah, because Bailey can't get extreme. That's the whole premise of this. So that, that was the other that. segment. That was the other segment I actually watched on Raw because I heard it was really fucking bad. <laughs> it was like a "This is your life." Yeah, that type. was god awful. Dragged on forever. I uh, catch the. Uh, Table for three with Vince, uh, with uh, with Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I watched like, that. That was that was okay. I guess Cornette's already complaining about being edited, though. Yeah, they they, well, they, they trimmed the hell out of that show. Yeah, they, when Cornette when yeah. they first did it, Cornette did a shoot where he was like, "Oh yeah, we went for like an hour and a half." And then the whole thing's twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. So Cornette's yeah. complaining about it, and Bischoff's like, "Yeah, Jim's an okay guy. We're not going to exchange Christmas cards, but I don't hate the guy." Yeah. And then goes on yeah. a rant about uh, 
how, oh, I don't know what Jim was even talking about when he was saying that I did this to him in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Which he also says on the on the show, so that wasn't like yeah. news or anything. But, I, I, yeah. I would love to have seen like what made the cutting room floor. <laughs> but the first thing that happens is is Jim Cornette's like, well, I thought I was going to be all, you know, pissy about this guy, but he's he hates Vince Russo, too. Yeah. <laughs> the Archbishop of Talentberry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little yeah, jarring yeah. watching it because you could tell how many times with the edits that they had that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you knew, well, I mean, fuck, Jim Cornette says it's an hour and a half long, so he probably talks for an hour and 15 minutes of it, right? You'd imagine that's that's Jim. Yeah, it's like uh, what's his nut? Um, Freebird guy. His name is escaping me because I don't care. Michael Hayes. Um, yeah, sure. We'll go with Hayes. And he he barely was like spoke until like the final few minutes of the show, which was fine. He didn't even need to be there. Well, no, he essentially was serving as like mediator in case like they did go at it or something. You know. Yeah. yeah, three bird rule, right? Three guys, table yeah. for three, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I liked it. I I wonder if they they would consider like putting out multiple episodes because again we know there's way more content there. If that's all they're gonna use, I don't know. I'd venture to say that's all they're gonna use. Maybe like somewhere in the distant future, they might do a uh, hey, remember the show Table for Three? Here is a uh, extended edition. Yeah. Or maybe put it out on a DVD release or something. Actually, that might be smart because then you get people to actually buy your DVDs. Right. <laughs> Do they even care about their DVD sales at this point, though? Wouldn't it make more sense for it to be network exclusive content? I mean, but they but they release all this stuff for DVD still mm-hmm. before it ever comes to the network, and and most of the DVDs do come to the network, but they go to DVD first. Okay. And the and the thing with the with the uh, with the Monday Night Wars, that show when they put that out on DVD, the second edition of that had exclusive content with Eric Bischoff. So I think they care a little about DVD sales. Mm. Yeah, I mean not as much as they used to. But right. Yeah, I would imagine. But a, but a little. Revenue. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you you know if, if you put out a DVD, you want people to buy it. So. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of going the way of like pay per view buy rates, right? Exactly. Uh, Raw tag team titles: the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus in a steel cage. I'm sure they probably had a ton of count out finishes leading up to this, and that's why. I don't know. I'd imagine. I haven't watched. <laughs> um, no, I don't think they have. I think I think Cesaro and Sheamus just keep losing every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, uh... They had a match to like, and the winner was going to de- determine what the stipulation was, and the Hardys picked a cage match. Oh, okay. Because if I'm the Hardys, I'm picking a cage match. Yeah, that, that that's the signature match the Hardys are known for, right? Is a cage match. Oh, definitely. I mean, we're we're, we're definitely going to be getting a uh, a swanton from the top of the cage. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I, I don't, I don't been following this one too much, but I know I saw people complaining about, I guess, you know, Cesar and Sheamus basically chopped out every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, why do they even have a match? Oh, my, my thinking is, well, if you're having a match and you always lose, maybe it's finally time they win. 
Now, I have no idea what's coming out of the Hardy deal with the, the lawsuit. I saw absolutely no updates this week since the big thing last week. Um, whether that matters or not, or they decide to like do the split anyway and do the broken thing anyway. I don't know. But I, if I, tonight I think I'll be picking uh, Cesaro and Sheamus to win that match just because. I mean, if I'm WWE, I go ahead with that gimmick anyway. What the hell's TNA going to do? Sue you? Yep. <laughs> That's actually what they'll do. No, they'll and and, and what will happen if TNA sues WWE? Whose lawyers are going to win this case? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll just refurbish him. Uh, I like that version of the of repackage, refurbish, refurbished Matt Hardy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he was broken. He was broken. They sent him back to the manufacturer. Now he's refurbished Matt Hardy. <laughs> that works. That's right. I'll change all his like move sets to new names, like fresh coat of paint and like <laughs> bay windows. The bay windows. Somebody Beautiful. comes out to the ring with the Hardys and they've got a Geek Squad shirt on because <laughs> they fixed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it runs like almost new. Mm-hmm. So now when I think of extreme, and, and, and it's extreme rules tonight, so all the matches are extreme. When I think of extreme, I think of matches that can end in disqualification. Oh, yeah. Intercontinental title match, title changes hands on a disqualification. Dean Ambrose, who, who is the champion versus The Miz. I forgot Dean Ambrose was the champion. <laughs> Everybody has. I thought The Miz was the champion. He will be. Anyway. He's the one who should be. I, I think he will be at the yeah, end. I'm sure he will. Yeah. Well, with that stipulation, he kind of has to be, I would think. I mean, that's his whole thing with Maurice. <sighs> this is supposed to be a thing. This stipulation. And this is the second straight time they've done that. This with this stipulation where they've done it the wrong way. This is supposed to be a stipulation where the heel champion is now in danger of losing because he's been disqualified in all of the previous matches defending the title against the face. Mm-hmm. Not the opposite. Heel has the opportunity to win the title via disqualification. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think yeah. the last time they did it was like, oh, he's trying to get him mad so he'll get himself disqualified. And like, that's probably what they'll do tonight. This is the dumbest goddamn thing. Why, why are we even talking about this? this, this <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess kind of because wrestling's in our name, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what's been going on with Ambrose since even before WrestleMania. Like they locked him in with uh, that Corbin fucker, and like might as well have been dead to me because I can't watch that. So I can't right. think of the last time Ambrose has been actually interesting. <clears throat> the character, I mean, um, since Mitch the Plant actually, and that wasn't interesting. Good, but at least it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it was something. Yeah. It, it recently was uh, he had a couple of decent backstage segments where he was like trying to interview people and when he would call back to the announced team he would say like back, back to you gorilla and bobby okay <laughs> that, that rings a bell and he was the mouse you one week right that was funny he yeah. was yeah i remember that 
It's because uh, they, they were trying to kick him out of the building and he kept showing back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, he's a guy that just hasn't been and, utilized uh, properly. I, I agree. I, I more than, I mean, because you say that about everybody. Guys and, like that. Yeah. I think, but I think like that. he's a guy who's like right in his prime. We know he can like deliver amazing promos when allowed to. Mm-hmm. He's a guy you can take seriously when he's presenting a character than when he's allowed to. It's just not given any of that. And, and it's been a while. Like, the, like, fuck, man, we go back two minutes ago with that Lesnar thing, which was just wrong. Mm. <laughs> so many levels wrong. And then he got fucking chastised for it by uh, Stone Cold on the Stone Cold podcast, which was bullshit in a lot of ways, too. But whatever. And that, and that I mean, honestly, there really isn't much in between. that I, I can, outside of the plant and I guess the Mountie and... And the bit that uh, coaster or whatever that was from, I don't recall, but I do kind of vaguely remember that. So, and you wonder why ratings are like constantly dropping at all-time lows, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I saw I saw something that showed like the ratings for the last like ten weeks just <laughs> dropping every time. And I commented, mm-hmm. I said, I'm glad to have contributed to the, contributed to that. <laughs> and like you know, with you know a. a show called extreme rules you think you would utilize a guy who made a fucking name for himself in fucking czw put in like fucking soft <laughs> his head yeah but no you got him in a match where if he gets disqualified he loses his title because that makes perfect sense with him as baby face mm-hmm. solid booking absolutely And then there's this fatal five-way number one contenders match. Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns. I don't care. There you go. That's the spirit. (laughs) I mean, it it could be interesting enough. It's kind of a, you know, wait and see sort of thing. I would have liked to have seen some singles matches out of that instead of all five of them thrown in a pot and stirred. And, you know, (laughs) it's just not going to work as well, no matter who's in it. Right. Maybe that's the plan, though, is, like, they're going to spin off. Because, I I mean, uh, okay, I remember I saw some promo a couple weeks ago where where Heyman was was basically putting, like, Finn Balor over as, like, the guy he wants Brock to face. So that's not going to happen. Though, so, I don't think that I think that it, wouldn't it be the next logical thing for for him is to go into some sort of program with uh, Bray Wyatt for like a SummerSlam build, have the Demon versus the uh, Eater of Worlds or whatever they want to go with that type of thing. Yes, but yes, but that's logical, and we're talking about WWE. I'm still thinking with SummerSlam coming up, man. Like that, that seems like a program that. They could easily get away with doing for four, well, I guess three months now. Well, I mean, couldn't Finn win this match, go on to face Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt costs him the title? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they've set up a Bray Wyatt feud in that manner. They could. I think we're going to get like a legitimate title match with, with Lesnar or somebody. And I, I okay, I'm going to rule out Roman Reigns because we know that's next year's WrestleMania, right? Mm-hmm. So Roman Reigns has to fight someone in this group coming out of here. And Seth Rollins probably isn't the guy. So that's Samoa Joe. So to me, that leaves Seth Rollins as the guy coming out of this match as the winner. 
Like, I could be wrong. I, this is a five-way, and I have, I'm like you guys. I have really no idea what's going on in this program, but that's, that's you know, that's the one we haven't seen that they they kind of have been putting off for a long time is Lesnar and Rollins. Partly because Rollins is always hurt, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I those, Anyone those, else those are the two. Those were the two big rumored names, right? Were Finn Balor and Rollins for Brock Lesnar's opponent. But, uh, great balls of fire because that's a good name for a pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for, for, for me, like, the, the match I would like to personally see would be Samoa Joe and Lesnar just to see those two shit kickers go at it. Great. That I do yeah. want to see for sure. Well, if, if if you're right and I'm wrong, I'm I'm actually more interested in that than Rollins. Although I, I am kind of interested in seeing Rollins and Lesnar too, but oh yeah, Joe Joe and Lesnar would certainly be a more visually uh, impressive and realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not not like Rollins is a small guy; he's probably you know, deceivingly bigger than you think. But yeah, well, he is CrossFit Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody's listening live to the podcast and it keeps cutting out on you. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's an under. I mean, they could really fucking go redundant as hell and put Reigns up against Lesnar. But mm. that thing, I think I have a tough time with there too is that they're really pushing for that for Mania. And then. Why would they have him face him next month and in SummerSlam? Because I'm sure Lesnar's going to have a title there too, uh, title match there too. Definitely. And it's fucking SummerSlam, right? I mean, come on, that one's gotta happen. Lesnar versus somebody, it's gotta happen. Mm-hmm. Well, let's... anyone else got any other wacky theory on that one? Because I mean, I'm just speculating based on like. Kind of makes sense. Have anything? <laughs> what? What? What if like they announce like a sixth entrance and like the lights come on and like Undertaker's clothes are still in the ring? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a kayfabe news article like a week ago where Undertaker's gear is still lying in center field at at? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Citrus Bowl, yep. whatever the fuck they're calling it now. Camping World Stadium or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Oh, Vegas. Yeah. Let's see the Vegas odds on this one. Vegas odds. Oh, well, okay. The closest two are, if we were to bet right now, which could change in a few hours, is actually Ron, followed by Samojo, followed by Balor. Followed by Bray Wyatt, and the worst bet you can make is on Reigns. So yeah, I guess Joe Joe's a secondary favorite, and not too far behind. They seem to be really split on Rollins winning it, but very slightly, very slightly lead on this one. Oh, I love I love these multi-person odds because they're always hilarious because the the safest bet is someone in the match. The field wins is always like the best odds. It's fucking hilarious. Someone will win. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go off of a 
G's theory, and there, you know, there's there's, there's going to be a sixth person, and it's going to be Titus O'Neil, and he's going to. No. Coaster's always betting on the Titus brand. Coaster's always betting on the Titus brand. Somebody's got. Somebody's got to. He has to have at least one fan. Titus fan on Twitter. I think he's probably going to be involved in that uh, that kickoff match with uh, Apollo Crews. Oh yeah, for sure. Who is it? It's Kalista, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kalista. Okay. The other match we haven't mentioned is a mixed tag team match featuring Rich Swan and Sasha Banks. Oh yeah. Versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. That's still a thing, apparently. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess because Sasha just got involved with this, if they want it to be typical of what they do, um, Noam Dar and, and Fox are probably gonna win that, right? Unless it's a one and done thing. I mean, maybe they look at the ratings at 205 and say, oh, we better get Sasha off this right away. Yeah, I guess oh, wait. Trying. So Raw has the purple robes. Fuck, I guess it's going watch forever, man. Well, I guess yeah. they're just trying to give us something to do. Yeah. For now. Yeah, I mean, that's precisely it. Like, she's not in the program with Bailey and, and Bless. And... Well, I, I mean, I. I Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, just that even if it's not really the point, I just really love the idea that they're bringing in one of the women to add star power to something, because mm-hmm. usually it's the other way around. And yeah, I don't care how terrible it is, just the idea that, oh, hey, you know what would make this a better thing? Let's bring you know one of the women here. And you know, one of the best ones that they have. And so I know we're not exactly, you know, at the equality level we should be, but I just love the idea that they're bringing in Sasha to bring the A game to it. So, oh, yeah. That's a valid point. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to knock. Uh, Alicia Fox's in-ring work. I mean, it's not stellar, but she's not bad. Uh, I, st- I still say she has one of the best-looking Northern Lights suplexes that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, Booker doesn't shut up about it. And you've got to remember that she's been there since Edge married Vicky Guerrero because she was the <laughs> wedding planner that he cheated on her with. So she's been there forever. And mm-hmm. you know, that's <sighs> got to count for something. Yeah, certainly. So that's what's going on on pay per view tonight. Guess who's not watching any of it? Ooh, ooh, um, the majority of people who have the network. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Okay, it's a pretty solid prediction. We didn't even we didn't talk about that Kendo stick match though. Is that that's going to be blessed though, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Unless, I mean, it's like, I mean, the, the whole storyline is Bailey can't get extreme. And, you know, my guess is, you know, you know, the whole thing's going to turn and she, she'll end up getting it and she'll be just beat the fucking piss out of a bliss. Like a no contest type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like Bailey just fucking snaps. 
like, how does this actually end again? It's a pin or submission regardless of who gets the kendo stick, though, right? Yeah, it's Probably. just the kendo stick first is legally allowed to use it. Right. Once, like, once it's down from the pool, anyone can use it. But it has nothing to do with the finish of the match. No. I don't think... N- yeah, no. Well, okay, storyline, it will have something to do with the finish of the match, but it doesn't actually predicate yeah. the, the outcome itself. Right. So, again, I see this as, like, something that, like, okay, but let's just hop over. Oh, fuck them. But this is the hot potato belt. I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe I'm totally off. But I just feel I feel like this is one we're going to be watching for a while. Well, sorry. I feel this is one we'll be talking about not watching for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they do more train wreck segments that I hear people just going. Like, that's why I flipped it on on Thursday. Like, I had already seen Goldust in uh and our truth on Raw, which was awesome. Um, and then I was done. I'm like, okay, good. Raw's over. It's only three minutes this week. That's sweet. And then I, I saw all these people saying, like, this is the worst television segment, yada, yada. Like, the overreaction that we always see on the internet. And, uh, I mean, it was pretty awful, but um, my eyes still work. So there's that. I remember, I, I remember a few years ago, they did a uh, This Is Your Life segment with Mick Foley and John Cena, and everybody was saying, this is the worst thing WWE has ever done. And what people didn't realize, and I'm sure that's not the case in this in, in this scenario, uh, but in that case, the whole point of that segment was it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Because the whole point was it was going to be awful until The Rock came to save it. <laughs> People didn't get that. I got it. I thought it was brilliant. And then I tweeted it. Mick Foley's like, yes, you get it. <laughs> oh, cool. He responded? Yeah. Mick Foley tweeted, like, basically, you know, retweeted me and said, exactly. <laughs> oh, well. Break song? Sure. Sure. It is Coaster's break song this week. Yeah, just on a whim, I just picked this one. I've, I've been enjoying this track for a bit. It's uh, by a guy named Watsky, and it's called Don't Be Nice. All right, and here it is, whenever it starts playing on Board Wrestling Fan. See you in a few minutes. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys rapping. I don't hear nothing. <laughs> What's going on? Why is there no audio? Some go from pitching religion to sipping on kabucha politicians, switching positions like it's a comma sutra. Our narcissism is got us caught up like parson prison. Claim we're winning. Dark all in seven dicks and a job Your mama's a true beauty, but makes me weep. I call it a boo hootie. Truly a hot mom. Other moms are doing their squats wrong. And if you don't dig it when I spit it like an open stick, I'm doing my duty to drop bombs. Visit www.kisswatskisgrudiusmaximus.com. False modesty is a guilty habit. Some people simply have it. But the fact is, I would not have spent a decade doing this if I did not believe I was at least a tiny bit ridiculously filthy at it. Wrote a book to branch out. After Trulis, have a sing along and camp out. Cause I came in for a single reason, and that's for friendship. And for drinking till I can't count. Now, if you're Jesus, then we break bread. If you're Beavis, then we butt heads. If you're a butt head, or a fake friend, I'll smack it back to Hollywood. Enough said. 
skin cream jars. Things. Want to hear a laugher? A white rapper walks into 16 bars. I am large, I contain multitudes. I'm in charge of a strange cult of dudes. Infinity versions of big and parallel universes from total teddy bears to ultra road. True. I don't measure power by bravado, libido. We're about popping bottles with Hefner in the grotto with Speedos. I'm never sharing my Moscato if she suck with mosquitoes. So open up to the taco to the burrito. Motherfucker. Drop all the fuckery, stop it, you ugly ignoramus. Fruit and bread. Super basic. Moving your contagious. La 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 la. I'm not listening. Got nothing nice to say then. Gather the bucket to sacrifice, suck at the dick of the antichrist, kicking the bucket is vital to life. I know that's the price. Candy stripes, parasites, do me dirty, think you're worthy, hurt me. Mercy is not a courtesy. Currently that occurs to me, it turn up eternally. You will not stop it. True, my crew, out of the hot pockets, it's too husky, too cocky. Let's cut like it. We do what we do because it's true to us. Well, a few puppets and suits up at the top, profit in the few. Got a new crew, then I do not. Not gonna let the boo, cocky the boo, cocky was not ruggers. And we're back after I confused the hell out of the movie. I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, whatever. And I didn't even have my other head. I didn't have my headphones plugged in that are playing through. The- so I didn't even know it was playing. I'm just sitting here like, yeah, what's going on? Why is it playing? The guy's rapping. I see him on the screen. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. We're back. Is everybody back, or is it just me and Coaster? That is the question. Pretty sure we're all here. All right. All right. Awesome. And uh, there's stuff going on in New Japan. Oh, there is. Yes, Best of the Super Juniors just ended, and the Road to Dominion has begun. They have not announced everything. Um, We're figuring that's going to happen pretty soon. Uh, the big stuff for Dominion we know about. We don't know the entire card yet. Um, Kenny Omega versus Okada 2 Electric Boogaloo is the main event for the World Heavyweight title. And Naito versus Tanahashi yet again for the IC title. However, and I was one of the people who railed the most incessantly against this because there was just there was no need for it as a match after Naito definitively beat Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom and Tanahashi just has not done a whole lot, but it's time for his pre G one comeback as it were. And if you didn't follow Naito's utter destruction of the IC title, which has been absolutely glorious by the way, one of the last things that got announced before the finals of 
best of the super juniors was Naito said, if he wins this match, there is no more IC title because it doesn't mean anything anymore that, you know, he's treated like shit as the champion by the company. They've created a new belt for the United States tour. And that since the belt doesn't mean anything, he's just not going to be the champion anymore. And the belt will not exist. And really that's kind of a bummer because you might as well just announce the outcome right now. They're not going to scrap that belt and Tanahashi needs a win to start off G1. So, I mean, everybody pretty much thought Tanahashi was going to win anyway, but that basically cemented it. And that's why I hate announcements like that. Cause you know, they're not going to do that. I mean, they could, I would honestly not mind eating my words, but, but they need to have multiple belts because different belts headline different kinds of shows. And I mean, the IC title belt has headlined Wrestle Kingdom before. So I just don't see that being a thing. But whatever they do with it, it's got to be steering Naito in a new direction for G1 because he's really been on the back burner and there's no good reason for that. And he is hands down the most popular guy they have. If you, if you get on new Japan world and you watch these matches for best of the super juniors and he's not a junior and people are screaming and chanting his name before he even comes out. And this is a 10 man tag. I mean, They've got to do something new with him, and I don't know what it's going to be, but yeah, maybe losing the IC title is a good thing. I mean, I'd love to see him in the world picture, but we'll get to that later. Uh, the other thing is the finals of Best of the Super Juniors. Okay, if you can get this match and watch it, you need to watch it and you need to watch all of it. I don't care how long it is. Just do it. The finals, which again, I did complain about. It was Will Ospreay versus Kushida and Will Ospreay won it last year. Kushida has been on kind of a uh, downward spiral since Hiromu Takahashi showed up and has just kicked his ass pillar to post every time they've met. And this was a story they do a little too often, but it was, you know, Kushida starting out best of the super juniors, losing all of his matches and then making it to the finals. And this match was absolutely incredible. I still don't like Will Ospreay. I, I don't, I don't hate him and he's not a terrible wrestler, but he's just not my cup of tea. Dive. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this match was absolutely incredible in all, all counts. I've, I think I've rewatched it four times. And if, well, if you get to the end of this match and you still think that Will Ospreay is nothing but, you know, stupid flippy stuff, then you're, you're not really paying attention because I don't like to say nice things about him. And after this match, I kind of have to. The other thing, though... Oh my God, Kushida. 
he does not get credit for being as good as he is. And he's another one that after you watch this match, if he's not one of your personal best in the world, I don't know what to tell you because he's incredible. And he just doesn't get enough credit for it, again, because he's in the junior division. But we have guys in the juniors right now who are just... I hate to use a phrase usually reserved for Okada, but they're on a whole different level. And you've got Kushida, you've got Will Ospreay learning how to fight in different ways. You've got Hiromu Takahashi, who should be everybody's wrestler of the year, hands down, after the year that he's had. They had Marty Skrull in there, who did some of the best stuff that I've ever seen from him. Dragon Lee was in there. Volador Jr. was in there. This is incredible talent. And because they get labeled in the junior division, they don't really get the respect that they should. And that's unfortunate. If you are looking for good stuff to watch because you're not terribly interested in Extreme Rules... Get on New Japan World and watch this stuff. You will not be sorry. I, you know, I was not happy at how Best of the Super Juniors started, but yeah, I really defy anybody to not be at least a little bit choked up after watching that finals match. And now we're on the road to Dominion. They should announce the full card pretty soon. They have to because it's a week from today. But uh, the last thing to say about that is Dominion is typically where they announce the brackets for the G1 tournament. And you know that is the thing for the whole summer. It's a month-long deal. It starts from the middle of July and ends in the middle of August, and it basically kills people. But the G1 is when you see some of the best wrestling anywhere on the planet ever. And so if you are not really following new japan g1 is a fantastic time to get in on that plus it's brackets everybody likes brackets so uh <laughs> they should be announcing that at the dominion show they'll tell us who's going to be in it who's in block a who's in block b um it's typically been 20 guys 10 in each block and once they announce that, that's when the fun starts because everybody's doing their brackets and, you know, ooh, this guy and this guy and, you know, points and uh, it gets insane. You know, mainstream sports people have nothing on us at G1 time. <laughs> so hmm. that's almost as exciting as the Dominion show itself. So uh, New Japan's looking good right now. Good, good. Uh, usually this is where we go to JT land, but he's not here. JT's in JT land. JT is <laughs> in JT land. Yeah. He left nothing and his brother's still waiting for his chicken tenders. <laughs> okay. Uh, promotional consideration paid for by the following. Uh, that was also brought to you by JT land, which is non-existent right now. That's all right. I actually have an ad to read that I just now remembered. So give me a second to pull it up. Outstanding. <laughs> Wonderful. Because I completely forgot that we had an ad to do. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not something we normally uh, we normally get. 
we get them every now and then. Just this mm-hmm. one, I kind of it slipped my mind. So uh, I think the last yeah. one was our hacking gimmick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, let me get this here. Come on, scroll to where I need to be. Okay, there we go. Wrestling fans, can you hear the crowd roar? Can you feel the ring rumble? Can you see your favorite wrestlers performing live and in person? The answer is yes when you get your tickets at Stub Stud. Now that the summer is here, there are many events in many different venues, and Stub Stud has tickets available to all of them. Stub Stud also has tickets to your favorite sports, concerts, and theater shows. Just go to stubstud.com and type in your event or city into the search. A list of all the available events. Try it again. A list of all the available events will show up. Select your event and use their interactive seating map to choose the best seats available. Go there now and receive 10% off of your order. Just use the promo code BWF10 at checkout. So what are you waiting for? Get your tickets from the stud today at stubstud.com. That's S-T-U-B-S-T-U-D.com. How's that? Works for me. Professional as fuck. <laughs> Stumbled a little bit there, but that's all right. We didn't even have Cantonese corner. Noise isn't even here. Jeez, I guess we're going to news unless G's got something. Nah, nah, it's just that stuff from way before. I never got read, but we'll do that again another week. Well, then, in that case, news. Excuse me. Alternative facts. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Kudos to AngryMarks.com, EqualMurse.Fiverr.com, NashvillePillows.biz, CoasterMilkCartons.edu, When Drow Got His Listen, JT actually sent G his stuff.truth, PraiseBGinder.ca, and Discount Heat Emporium, and CheapHeat.com. And I don't have the effects today, so I can't do the Spatula City bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. He was super before, short this week, too. Yeah, if, the, if the mic was working, I could have done like the stereo bit on the mic and gone side to side. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, friendly reminder of some stupid shit you didn't care about in the first place. A second set of WWE crossover Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys are going to be available in stores in the next few days. I think they're dressed up this time as uh, Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, Finn Balor, and uh, I don't remember who the other one was. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't even see them. I just saw that bit this morning. I'm like, hey, cool. That's important. And I went through the rest of the news. <laughs> the rating was the second lowest in the show's history since its inception, doing only a 1.75. Why? Goldust and R-Truth isn't currently scheduled for Extreme Rules on Sunday because WWE believes the feud is so low on the totem pole with so little time devoted to it on TV that it's not worth adding to the show, even though there are currently only six matches for the pay-per-view. It's possible it could get a quick blow-off, but even that is uncertain. How terrible is that? That's the one thing we're actually interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Our truth even had his own like little segment deal where he interrupted Goldust's Shattered Dreams thing. Yeah, that was I, all. I didn't it was see awesome. it. It was awesome. You're saying it's awesome. I will check it out later. Yeah, it only, it only take a couple minutes of your time too. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing how that works. 
He had uh, the guys and everything going. It was awesome. Totally awesome. No little Jimmy in this one, unfortunately. I was hoping to make a cameo, but... Yeah. <laughs> Dave Meltzer has to say about WWE's low ratings affecting their TV contract renegotiations in 2018. No. The whole television industry is changing so rapidly and in so many ways, there's just no way of knowing what's going to happen with rights fees. If rights fees skyrocket, WWE will do well. Competitively, they're still doing well on cable, and if rights fees collapse, WWE will certainly not be immune to that at all. Yes, the big question of this being asked, of course, is like how ratings are affecting the value of the show. I think it's pretty obvious when ratings go down, the show's value goes down. Mm. For and sure. They were, yeah, well, they also remember we, we talked about when they were renegotiating this deal, how they expected way more than they actually got. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the other thing is, uh, you know, they're always targeting these big and important and, and, you know, classy advertisers. How is this going to affect that? Um, I don't know. I guess Snickers is going to find someone else to advertise with. I guess. That was the big one that they got recently, right? Yeah. What Eventually, else? They'll, they'll just get big sponsorships for the pay-per-views and be like WCW and presenting Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who else is advertising with them lately. It's just I know they had those commercial spots. They were doing the big KFC ads too, which that uh, the the or the regional regional thing. What was that called? I forget. The Southpaw, Southpaw Regional Championship Wrestling or whatever. That was a KFC ad in disguise. That's right. A little product placement. Yeah. Flow Slam increased their price from an already large twenty dollars a month to a whopping $30 a month because Flow Sports no longer allows you to subscribe to individual sections. 30 bucks a month covers you for the whole site. So depending on what's on Flow Sports, that might even that might be a better deal than the 20 bucks a month for Flow Slam. What's on Flow Sports? Well, what's on it? I I I heard recently they were having trouble securing a lot of promotions. I don't um, I don't know what's on Flow Slam. I don't know what's on ball? Flow Sports. I'm saying if it's if you're getting all of these sports and you're interested in all of these sports, which I don't I don't know what they are, uh, right. might be a, a better deal to have the thirty dollars a month than the twenty just for wrestling. Flow Sports. Let's see what they got. This is going to be a really slow news week. Might as well. Flow Sports TV Home. They're the innovators in live digital sports, apparently. Well, the very first thing I'm seeing is weightlifting. Wrestling uh, is part of it, but Olympic wrestling, track, marathon running, gymnastics. Mm. Gymnastics gets ratings. That's that's fairly popular. Sure. Um, flow Hoops. I have no idea what basketball league that would be. It's certainly not the NBA or the NCAA. Softball. Cheerleading. Okay, I don't know. Is there? Is, did, I don't get ESPN. Does cheerleading is very popular in the U.S., guys. I know that, though. Not here. But I know you guys must be exposed to it more. 
do they have like ESPN deals or? I've never seen cheerleading on ESPN, dude. Like, like, you know, my kid's a cheerleader, her mom's a cheerleader, but like, <laughs> other than that, I've never seen a cheerleading competition. You know? <laughs> well, I know it's certainly more ingrained into the culture of the United States, right? Sure. Um, I just I've I'm caught not... a few, but not on one of the major ones. It would be like you know ESPN four at you know some ridiculous time, but it's on the Ocho, not on any of the main ones. Say it's on the Ocho. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just after dodgeball. <laughs> well, this stuff is very amateur based. I mean, most of the bigger popular sports then are going to be covered by more prominent leagues. I mean, you have tennis, but I clicked on tennis and it looks like it could be around the corner at like my local gym. Mm. Right. I can't even see people watching it. That's how. Like, okay. <laughs> so, so maybe the 30 bucks a month isn't worth. Maybe. I mean, like unless you're really into niche stuff that you can't get elsewhere. Like if you really need your marching band connection, they got it, yo. They hook you up. It's actually I mean, here. I'm not kidding. Like, Unless you're like super into indie wrestling, nobody's gonna pay thirty bucks a month for Flow Slam to get indie wrestling. I mean, I, w- I wasn't even paying the twenty bucks. So, and you know, I like my indie wrestling. Well, yeah, there's not much, not much of a good, uh, good reason to like subscribe for thirty bucks when you know you can turn around and get like New Japan World for what is it, ten? Well, it's 999 yen, but it ends up being less than 10 bucks. Yeah. And, well, most of the streaming services for individual companies are at that, you know, just under 10 bucks thing. I had Rev Pro for a while, and I'll probably get it again. Uh, That ended up being like $8 and change once you did the uh, conversion. But, you know, the appeal, I thought, of Flow Slam was supposed to be all the different groups that they were bringing on board. And yeah, it's a lot more money, but you had everything in one place instead of, you know, 10 bucks for this one and 10 bucks for this one and 10 bucks for this one. But if you're not going to watch any of it, then it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, I know people who have Flow Slam. I don't, but... um, you know, if they bring enough people on board, it could totally work. But still, you know, 30 bucks a month, that's like three or four different streaming services all together. Right. Yeah, I mean, it depends, you know, what you're getting and if that's what you want, if it's a value to you or not. Well, currently what you're getting... According to the Wikipedia, is Dragon Gate and Evolve would be the two bigger named ones. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of hard to separate those two. They're both Gabe, right? Gabe's you can both, you can subscribe to both of those on WWN Live, though, right? I mean, that's well, that's part of their deal. The WWN is part of their okay. And so after that, I'm assuming that probably there's an affiliation with most of the other companies. It's American Combat Wrestling. It's been around since 2001. I couldn't tell you a thing about them. They have one of the old red Wikipedia links. <laughs> um, Full Impact Pro. 
Shine. And those ones are right, more notable. Style Battle, which is another Gabe Sapolsky uh, thing that just started up this year. Mm-hmm. And Viva La Lucha, uh, Viva La Lucha, which doesn't have a link. Doesn't even have, even have a stub. <laughs> and, and under the years of existence, it's unknown. <laughs> but it has a footnote. Okay has a footnote. Let me see if I can get something here. The other one's not footnotes. It's got something going on. They have a web page under WWN Live. So they're under the, um, the umbrella. So there you go. All right. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. We, we learned stuff today, guys. T-I-L. I mean, like I said, if this is, you know, if, if you think you're getting your money's worth for what you're paying for, then, hey, cool. Go for it. Yeah. That's that's true, ultimately, that's, of course, that's that doesn't just apply to to flow slam. That applies to anything. If you if you think you're getting your money's worth and and you want to spend the money and put the, the you know put that investment in, yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, if it's any consolation, I'm I'm watching Ring of Honor right now. <laughs> it's part of my cable package, which I pay for. Yeah, it's a good episode so far. Just turn it on. Well, the Briscoes are fighting somebody. There's a shocker. ROH airs Sunday nights at 11 around here, so that's right when I'm punching into work. <laughs> I just let my DVR do the work because it's on. I got it like four or five times over the weekend. I got a, I guess a lot of the, the Fox broadcasters. Yeah, we my... used to have it twice, and now I think we only have it the one time. So I think, but I think once I'm out of my job and like home on a Sunday night, I might actually start watching ROH on a regular basis. Well, the thing, the thing I do like about Ring of Honor is, like, I, a lot of time I put it on during the show. Um, I'm not that thrilled with the commentating. I like Hulk Urbana. He's okay on this one. A few times I have watched. Oh, yeah, Bully Ray's on here now. I forgot about that. The thing I do like about it, I like the convenience. I think that's one of the reasons I don't stream a lot of stuff because it's, like, hooking up to my TV looks really bad. I still haven't managed to be able to fix that. And I like to be able to slide on on my couch at the end of the day and not fucking sit at my desk. Right. So I'm getting, uh, getting a little New Japan action right now, actually. Oh, it looks like. Cool. Oh, this is a fucking crazy match. I don't know how many people were involved in this one. There's Dalton Castle coming out for one of his final appearances, probably. But he gets signed somewhere? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a couple of articles down. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But, you know... <laughs> It's on my screen. I can see it. Uh, but first, CTS44 on Reddit says YouTube should turn heel. And Supplewitch in a related uh, Reddit post says, guys, we like what culture now. <laughs> ROH and Discovery Communications have just announced the deal to broadcast ROH TV on their new Indian channel, DS Sport, or excuse me, D Sport which will bring ROH to over 70 million homes across the nation. Everybody's going to India. Yeah. Everybody. TNA is there right now. TNA's been there. <clears throat> well, I mean, they've, they've had a presence there because they had uh, the, the ring, uh, ring King. Is that what that was? Yeah. 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 
Dalton Castle's Ring of Honor contract expires this month, and it said it will take a major offer to keep him there, as WWE has shown interest in signing him. I want to go back to that what culture thing. I, I saw basic pieces again, but didn't follow through. There was some kind of thing they did this weekend where they were like talking shit about YouTube, and then YouTube shut them down, or like they blocked their web page or something like that. Well, no, it, it wasn't them specifically. It started out being, um, I, I'm not totally clear on all the details, but YouTube has had some kind of um, reorganization where they're trying to make sure that basically all their content or most of it is advertiser-friendly, which means family-friendly, which means they've started tagging stuff as... Uh, not advertiser friendly and pretty much anything to do with professional wrestling got tagged with that and so a lot of these Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep that's right but continue because there's more to it this week for sure right um uh let's see what was it where was i going with this um so a lot of the smaller indie groups that basically relied on YouTube to put their shows and stuff out there have found themselves with, uh, I, I believe the message is your ability to live stream has been revoked. And so they can't do anything. And that particular group got angry enough about it that I think they went public with some pretty significant trash talking and then found themselves almost kicked off of YouTube if such a thing still happens. And I've seen, I've seen comments from people who run wrestling companies, not just in the States, but in the UK as well, responding to this. And one guy said pretty much what you said, G that, you know, yeah, it's shit that this is happening. However, the fault is on them for essentially putting all their eggs in one basket and depending on a business model that is inherently unstable. You know, you don't own it. They can change what they want at any time. And, yeah. you know, you guys contributed to this by not having another plan. And... um this isn't just, you know, some nobody. This was somebody who you know, is very successfully running a company in the UK. And so while the bulk of responses here have basically been, YouTube must die, then, you know, people who are not following that same business model are kind of taking a step back and going, okay, well, yeah, it's kind of crap, but you shouldn't have been totally dependent on that in the first place. And that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we touched upon a little bit, too, with uh, the issue of advertisers and the restructuring last week. There's still... Um, I mean, that's, that's process is going to take a while. They're, they're still going to be probably slowly breaking it down into smaller subgenres. So the advertisers can pick who and where they want to advertise and what rates they pay and all of that, right? Sure. It seems a little bit uh, 
a little bit crazy that I guess what what else was happening yesterday was yeah, their their live stream was revoked and they, they tweeted that out. And they were running an event called Oh, what was it called? Fight Back. And it was according to this article, was to promote the idea that wrestling brings people together as opposed to hate speech as indicative of the promo WCPW general manager Adam Blampied. We'll go with Blampied. Blampier. Blampier. Is it really? Yep. Oh. With a D, huh? That's a weird French pronunciation. Whatever. Okay, well, I don't... I live in Canada. I still can't speak French, so it doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> Regarde le chien rouge. Yeah, look at the red dog. So, I guess that led to them talking shit, and then YouTube said, fuck you, and shut him down. Like, like, like Drow just mentioned, and that's kind of where we're at, because I'm, I'm scrolling through this. It's a pretty long article, and this happened yesterday. And that's about where we're at. Now, I guess there's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of a lot, a lot of the stuff being like talked about on on Facebook, but I was watching hockey, so I didn't care that much to look into it until this this morning, and then I like got the square circle jerk. Now Roman, Roman Reigns is actually quoted to say, "I reported WCPW to YouTube, and thanks to me, they have a strike. Parody logos are literally cancer, and they were just they had it coming, Oose." <laughs> exactly. I I saw the WCPW. Uh what was it the owner or whatever i saw his video and i okay. scrolled past it i didn't i didn't think to stop and watch it and i, I probably should have because i'm like i don't know i it, it didn't dawn on me that wcpw was what culture pro wrestling mm-hmm. and i was just oh, some indie guy you know I, I was not thinking that this was something relevant to something that we would certainly be talking about today <laughs> no, uh, no. so i just kind of scrolled right by it but i figured okay you know it's 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 just some guy defending wrestling against the YouTube, uh, you know, advertiser friendly policy. So I, I might have to watch that later too. Uh, latest white knight campaign against YouTube. There's another headline. Oh, what cost for pro wrestling is being screwed over by having to follow the same rules as literally anyone else? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is kind of ridiculous that they were relying on their YouTube videos to fund their entire company because it's YouTube. YouTube fucks over people all the time with their advertising policy. They change it all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. You've got guys like PewDiePie, who is the most successful YouTuber ever, getting screwed over on his advertising revenue. And what culture is trying to fund their entire company? On YouTube advertiser revenue, or are they are they withholding PewDiePie's money? Then is that what's going on there? It, no, they, they changed the the algorithm for how they how they pay out, and he was making significantly less money than he used to, or something like that. I don't know. I huh. okay. Well, I heard. I mean, I heard about a month ago. I heard and read about like he was dropping like Nazi references or something, and gotten like. I heard about him losing revenue because of the ad the, the ad policy changes and then after that was the whole controversy with whatever it was that he said that got him in in hot water which was yeah you're probably right probably some nazi bullshit i don't know um okay. but but i mean like you'll see advert you'll see a lot of 
YouTubers like six months ago, kind of just like, well, you know, this is the way adver- YouTube changed their advertising policy and I'm making less money now. It was around the time that they started using that stupid bell notification to get to, to subscribe to channels. Mm-hmm. Because now you have to subscribe and you have to click the bell to get notified when you get <laughs> when your channels you're subscribed to have new posts. Because YouTube. So what was what's his oh, Nazi point. thing? Is that responding to the fact he wasn't getting paid then? No. Or I don't no, think I, so because well, he got hired for something else. Didn't he get hired by like yeah. Disney or something? It was some kind of big deal. And yeah. then he didn't seem to realize, and this has been true for a couple of people, I think. I remember reading about more than just him, but you know, he did not seem to understand that when you get hired by a major entertainment corporation, right. you have Stop. to act like you work for a major entertainment corporation. And he thought he could still just do what he wanted when he wanted. And that didn't work out for him. That's right. And it was Disney. I totally remember this now. Yeah. 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 No, that's well, that's that was, exactly that was it. completely that was completely unrelated to the advertising revenues. Yeah. But the fact but the fact of the matter remains that YouTube changes their policies all the time. Yeah. Including yeah. their advertising policy. And YouTube doesn't give a shit how many viewers you have if they don't, you know, they will screw you on money if they can. Not you know, whether it's intentional or not. Now, for Walt Culture to not realize that and to say, hey, this is our entire business model is we're going to take our YouTube advertising revenue and put it back into the product is just a dumb idea. Well, it's not, it's so, not a terrible idea to put the money back in, but to rely on it. Key point. To right? Rely, right, right. No, that's my point. It's to rely yeah. on it. To put, put the money back in is obviously you know a smart investment, but you have to have some kind of alternate plan in case YouTube does something like change their advertising policy to say that wrestling is not family friendly or advertiser friendly or whatever the term they're using is. So yeah, it's, it's uh, it was really a dumb move for them to uh, essentially throw their eggs in one basket. Well, they're also not trying to avoid the subscription model, which might not be a possibility anymore. Hey, four sports is looking for people. <laughs> Could be a real, actually, could be a realistic alternative for them. It could be. I think the problem with it, and I don't know how true this is for each individual company, but I think some groups are not jumping on board to do something like Flow Slam because you have to sacrifice a certain amount of independence for that. It might not be a lot, comparatively speaking, but you know, you can't just do what you want when you want and then okay we'll host your stuff for you yeah mm-hmm. i don't know what the details of contracting with them are um i think it's telling all the people they don't have signed on with them uh but it may not be something that they feel is in their best business interests you know whether it's the way of the future or not Right. That's not impossible for them to bring in people if they just rely on what what tickets they sell, like pretty much every other independent promotion does. So, well, well, I mean, I, there are several independent wrestling promotions out there that are, you know, 
selling merch and tickets and being able to run shows. It's not like, I mean, you know, it's not like they're relying on, you know, advertiser revenue from YouTube uh, advertisers or anything else. They're actually, you know, doing very good business. And what culture, you know, despite the fact we make fun of them a lot, they are a big name. Mm-hmm. So people will know about their stuff and people will come to see their stuff. So they, you know, it's, it's, they don't need to rely on that YouTube thing. They just need to come up with something else. Yeah, I can't have one, one stream of revenues. What I guess, and I think we we mentioned this last time we talked about it, like we thought we were under the impression they must be making money on all of the, the ads they had, but it clearly isn't much. Up, YouTube updates advertising guidelines, but they seem more vague than ever before. Just was posted today. Yeah. There's, uh, I'm sure there's a, there's going to be more to follow with this story as we go along with the summer. Um, but yeah, having just been yesterday, a lot of this, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's fucking, I love the trauma though. Sorry. It's, it'll be an interesting story to continue to follow. Yeah. yeah All right. Pretty much. Uh, rest- Wrestlers contacted by ITV for a potential world of sport taping are now asking out of their contracts since the taping has been indefinitely postponed and WWE has some interest in signing some of the uh, some of the wrestlers. Fucking YouTube. <laughs> Five Star Wrestling has canceled the first night of their 128-man tournament. Which might lead you to wonder if that one million dollar to offer one million dollar offer to CM Punk was really credible. Hint: No, it wasn't. As of right now, they still have dates for June seventeenth in Blackburn, June twenty fourth in Belfast, July eighth in Dundee, and July fifteenth in Aberdeen, July 29th in Cardiff, and August twelfth in Newcastle. But since they public haven't publicly revealed that June tenth is off, the rest may be up in the air. I swear I read something just the other day that all of those dates were canceled and that they weren't having anything until next year. Because there are all kinds of people tearing them apart on social media for being frauds. And I think they had actually canceled the entire summer as of yesterday. Okay. So it's potentially being delayed or it was a never going to happen type of thing one or the other well, to, he, to hear them to, to hear the five-star guy tell it it's you know delayed because uh, what pissed off a lot of people is that he apparently and i did not see this myself so i can't confirm or deny but they apparently tried to use the manchester bombing as an excuse for canceling shows and that pissed off a lot of people who are in the UK and, you know, knew better. Um, But the reaction of pretty much everybody else who was not involved in that group was that they were just shady from the beginning and that everything was a fraud and that it was all about scamming people and that they were trying to 
run buildings that WWE can't fill when they come over. And the, the whole thing, if you looked at where they were running and the promises they were making and the things that they were scheduling, it was never really going to happen. Right. Okay. So another one of these fly by night. Kind of looking that way. This happens, seems to happen like every couple of years or so. We get like a fairly big one that happens. There was something in my neck of the woods a few years ago involving like Teddy Hart and shit like that. And a few years before that, there was, what was it? Uh, wrestling, Retribution, something like that. It had like Cool Cabana and Cats, Jeff Cats. There was apparently a whole series that was filmed that was never seen the light of day. I recall that. Yeah. They were all supposed to play. I'm going to, okay, here's Wikipedia. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of wrestlers that apparently have characters and everything. Chris Masters, uh, MVP, Drew Gallows, Defari. Oh, yeah, there was quite a few. I remember us talking Kenny about Kenny Omega, that. fucking Kenny Dykstra, Sammy Callahan. Holy shit. Yep, there's lots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read them all. There's like 20-something in here. But there's Okay, well, we'll say canceled and probably never coming coming back until they give us a reason to believe otherwise, don't we? I mean, what yeah, else? I remember, I remember us talking about that and looking forward to seeing it, and it just never happened. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that thing was totally filmed. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't even like an outstate type of... The other two were, you know... This one, and then the one that was, I can't even remember what the hell it was called, Heart Dynasty or some bullshit like that. Yep. That's a shame. Poor Mark won't get to go see CM Punk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tommaso Ciampa's injury is a torn ACL. There is no word on how long it'll put him out of action, but having had one myself, I assume that's uh, probably Stevie J saying that, uh, I can say for a mobile man and not a super athlete, it's many months of recovery and rehab following surgeries. Harley Race both uh, broke both of his legs after falling in his home earlier this week. Race had a fracture in his right femur, breaks to the left fibula and tibia, plus a spinal break of his left ankle, a spinal break rather of his left ankle, and three breaks in his left leg. He had emergency surgery to relieve swelling in both legs on Tuesday night and four blood transfusions, then surgery to, re- uh, to reset the fractures. That's not good for anybody, but at his age, that's particularly not good. No, certainly. Uh, here's hoping Harley Race has a speedy recovery. <laughs> no, he's that's, that's awful. Kennedy Brink made her NXT referee debut and was also the first woman to referee a men's match in NXT history. I saw a picture of of her thing, but I didn't see NXT. Was this actually on the show? No, that was at a house show. I saw the pictures. It It was certainly at a house show. It was definitely not in full sale. 
Okay. Well, I mean, all I can say about this is I, I would hope it's just as legitimately just a job as a wrestler and not like supposed to be a gimmick where she becomes a wrestler because then it kind of defeats that whole point in a lot of ways. Like, it's just a storyline. I understand they were doing it just for the uh, the women's tournament because they're going to have all the announcers, all the referees, all the everybody are women for that, oh, cool. for the uh, May Young Invitational. And that's why she's here. Now, it would be awesome if they kept her after that. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as the original reason why, you know, no, she's not supposed to be a wrestler, but it's going to be completely a chick thing, which I, I'm super psyched about that. That's just, that's awesome. So this could open the door potentially, like, because, I mean, the suspicion is this will lead to a show on the network. As most of the the last year or so of, you know, whether it's been the cruisers or the the British um, expansion, maybe maybe that's maybe that's kind of like it. It's more than that. Like they bring her in now, and then she gets used to their system, works it, and then she kind of becomes like the head referee to kind of lead a new team of of women who will be referees on that on that program. I don't know. Kind of makes sense when you. Yeah, I think that would like be that. great. Uh, although, <laughs> I totally understand why they're going with somebody who, you know, has already trained and looks like she could be a wrestler now and, you know, the, you know, basically young and attractive kind of thing. But I want a chick version of Red Shoes from New Japan. <laughs> um, just the, this... The, the, this old woman, no nun, like, you know, mother-in-law from Kung Fu Hustle. That's who I want refereeing these <laughs> matches. And if they can get to the point where that's okay, uh, that would just be the best thing ever. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe it, it's just getting the, the, the red shoe in the door, so to speak, <laughs> to get you there. <laughs> In all seriousness, but I have to make that joke. Come on. Um, I, 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 I guess. I don't know. It's, cause I, I, I was trying to think about when I saw this story. I'm like, was it? No, it wasn't Deborah. Jackie? Who was a female referee for a little bit near the end of her career? Does that sound right? Yeah, uh, Jackie was a ref a little bit, but yeah. it, it wasn't like instead of wrestling. and yeah. And it was more like a character story thing too, right? Does that sound right? Yeah, I could. I remember her being a referee, and it yeah. just it, it wasn't permanent. Yeah, Karen Terrell was a referee in uh, TNA, and I, but I think she did the turn back into a wrestler thing. I don't know. Was there? I mean, I think for some reason I could be totally wrong, but for some reason I'm thinking there was there was. At one point on Raw or one of the television the earlier versions of the of the WWF, where there was a female ref. Am I wrong to think that? Does that ring a bell to anybody? I read that on a Facebook uh, post that was talking about Kennedy Brink uh, in a group that she is in on Facebook, uh, where they were congratulating her on making her referee debut and saying that she was the first one. Uh, since the 90s, and I want to say 1991, 
but I don't recall who the who the uh, woman referee in question was. <sighs> I, I'm drawing a blank on anybody who wasn't mostly a wrestler and just temporarily did it for a brief gimmick reason or something. Uh, if they say they had one, then I'm sure they had one, but I do not recall. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything other than just kind of this vague idea that it existed. Yeah, apparently that was a thing, and I don't. I don't recall it myself. Uh, but I, I did read somewhere that she is the first uh, female referee. Oh, I found it. I found it. Thank you, Google. Rita Chatterton. That's the name. Yes, I believe. And she accused Vince McMahon of rape on an old TV show. Now it can be. Dot 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 told. Mm -hmm. I open this Reddit link. Now it can be told. It's got to be what it was. Yep. Um, and it was with Geraldo Rivera, which was eventually canceled. And she came on that show and repeated her claims. And then there's accusations that the McMahons were being extorted for $5 million for hush money to keep her quiet. So this goes like this. Regardless of this story's validity, 1991. So, sounds smart, right? Your automobile. <laughs> yep. I don't know if it's if it's picking up, but the uh, ice cream truck is a few a few houses down. <laughs> I don't know about ninety ninety one, but she is credited on on international movie database as playing Rita Marie, nineteen eighty seven, on Saturday night's main event. Interesting. Hmm. So this is why it's vague, because I was a little G. I was like 10. <laughs> I was six. I don't think I was watching WWF in 1987. I think I started in 1988. Yeah, if she were a referee, though, through 1991, I, I'm surprised I don't recall that. I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen any. I'm still looking through what I found. is isn't much, but... There you go. Definitely happened. Yeah. We're not that crazy, hypothetically. <laughs> We're a little crazy, but not that crazy. I'm trying can't even find a picture. Yeah, I don't know. That's Mike McGurk. Google, you should know better. I'm familiar with Mike McGurk. I was on a podcast with her not too long ago. <laughs> true. Let's try to be a little more vague and see. Oh, okay, I found a photo. She exists. <laughs> yeah, it looks like she's wrestling on YouTube here. Terry Funk's in the ring. Huh. I mean, if Terry Funk's in the ring, that could be for many time in the last 50 years. <laughs> True that. Pretty sure this is WWE. Yeah, I don't know. You're looking at it, not me. Yeah, yeah it is. It is, for sure. It's only a minute long. There's just no logos. Anywhere back in this area, but those those ropes have to be WWE. Uh, Red, white, and blue, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Cool. Learning stuff, yo. Or remembering things that have long been since forgotten. It's basically the same thing in my world. Right. Uh, this is from Isis Respector 69 on Reddit. That's a, that's a fun name. Uh, I think that the casual racism and misogyny exhibited by the wrestling fan base at large plays a large role in why wrestling is looked down upon on so in social circles and why advertisers often find it difficult to want to advertise to us because it really might tarnish their brand, says Roman Reigns. Didn't see that coming. It's his yard now. It is. <laughs> uh, oh man, you guys, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love the ISIS Respector 69's little uh, tag there. He's literally Triple H Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Jinder Mahal is spending so much time trying to prove he's clean and natural that he even wants us to know what he orders at Chipotle says you can actually eat very clean at Chipotle. They have white rice, they have brown rice, and they have chicken. I stay away from the guac and the sour cream. I just get lettuce, double meat, chicken, and a white or brown rice. Is the burden of proof on Jinder Mahal, it feels like. A lot of, a lot of this stuff. Oh, he's, there... he's definitely uh, trying to prove that he's clean. All he's proving is that he has no soul if you go to Chipotle and you don't want guac. <laughs> Oh. It, it was the Braun Strowman was the Chipotle guy right last week, right? Yeah, yeah, he was the one. It was like a $22 burrito bowl or something that he got. So I guess we figured out who their next sponsor is. <laughs> you might be right. Well, if they can stay open from, you know, food poisoning charges or whatever it was that shut them down last time. Well, it didn't yeah, shut them down, but, you know. Right. People stopped going. Mm -hmm. WWE is still looking for a way to bring Hulk Hogan back into the fold, but, quote, timing is everything. And while they feel there's a demand from their fans to see him again, they also know he can't be out front as a brand ambassador, given he'd be asked questions about the sex tapes and his comments on them. Uh, How about so no? many. Go ahead. Oh, that was it. How about no? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to use him for then. You can't wrestle. What else could he do? Like, what role could he have? And more importantly, which sex tapes are they going to be asking him about, too? It's also an issue. <laughs> I'm actually both kidding and deadly serious, too. There seems to be one of these coming out every six months. Leaks and things like that. Yeah. In all reality, like having him on there to remind him of that will only probably make that other reality for them. Like, I mean, there's more of them. The last big one was Paige, but there's been more of them since because I see these things popping up in wrestling groups, people talking about them. There was a couple in the last couple of weeks. And retired or long since gone female wrestlers and a couple active ones to boot. So, huh. and I don't think that's going to change until like we again we've talked about this so many times. Get shit off the cloud, protect your fucking stuff, and don't upload it. And have fun, do whatever you want in your private life. That's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. A YouTube personality named Trisha Paytas 
claims Dolph Ziggler stood her up on a date and went on a tirade about it, and I do mean NSFW. Even the video's title has an expletive. I don't know what it is about wrestlers. They have these big fucking heads. Wrestling's fucking fake, but all the fans of, re of this wrestling fake bullshit think it's real and think he's a god, and he starts thinking this shit too. That's what these wrestlers do. Okay, Trisha, I want to stop you right there. Are you really familiar with Dolph's run? <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I saw this bit too. I never even watched the video, but I guess yeah. that story, from what I understand, sums it up right there. Like she's upset with him because of some date setup or whatever. And okay, so be it. And nothing new here. People losing their minds about relationships on the internet. Nothing new there, but. I, I would like to point out that this uh, this Trisha Paytas is certainly not the only person to ever have been stood up on a date. Yeah. <laughs> At least and I'm sure probably not the only one to be stood up by Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he broke my heart too. But I didn't go on the fucking internet about it. I think he might have been the guy that my friend was waiting for the other day. <laughs> I go to this play, right? And I'm sitting with my friend after the play. And we're both texting people we're supposed to hang out with after. And we both got stood up. <laughs> did so, you go on the internet and complain? Did I do what? Did you go on the internet and complain? I did not. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I know she's not everybody's favorite, but I almost wish that Dolph were still dating Amy Schumer, because if he did shit like that, she'd at least make jokes about it and put it in her act, which is, you know, I feel the correct way to deal with stuff. If you're a stand-up comedian, that's what you do. You make it part of your act. I agree. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's safe anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, who knows? But I, I mean, I agree with you, but I just, I'm thinking Kathy Drithen all the time. Comedian yeah, but... for everything, Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bill Maher made a really stupid mistake, from my understanding. So... <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. We were talking about Hulk Hogan yesterday. Me and uh, Scott from All West New York Radio, we were out at the, you know, we saw the Stanley Cup. We were out at the Star Wars night at the bulb, at the buffalo bisons game and we were talking about uh you know he told me about the bill maher thing and i'm like you know that's that's like that's something you can't do like he did that on his show for public consumption as opposed to hulk hogan who we talked about earlier who did that in a private conversation that he was apparently not aware was being recorded which it's a dumb thing to say yes but it's even dumber to say it on a public forum for public consumption Unless they want to come on our show and say it, because we need the ratings. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this is from Cal this is from Callum KP at uh, on Reddit, uh, and he says, "Don't you think that women's matches would be better if the only way to win was by having sex with me?" I was wondering about this. Almost two hundred thirty percent of the women's matches end with nobody having sex with me, and I think this take away a little bit of the gimmick that this type of match could have. I think it would be better if the only way to win was by escaping your clothes and allowing me, 
nope, not allowing, but begging me to have sex with you. Maybe calling me stud or daddy or perhaps Sir Workrate too. What do y'all think? <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. What could I say? I thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. The Sir Workrate. Yes. Finally, Eric Young loves hockey, and he says Bobby lo- Bobby Roode loves it too. Says I'm willing to admit that Sanity's theme music may not be as cool. A hype song is glorious, and Roode loves hockey too. He's been talking about coming down to catch a game. Predators fans do not be fooled by them using his music. He's a Red Wings fan, the lowest form of hockey fans known to mankind. <laughs> I don't know, man. We've been dealing with some uh, Penguins fans. So. <laughs> That's true. True. He's uh, yeah, Eric Young. I, I listen to a few hockey podcasts here and there, and he's he's been a, like ridiculously huge Predators fan for I want to say at least seven, six or seven years that I know of for fact. Well, I, I'm I'm aware that he's a Predators fan. Yeah, we always hear about Rusev, and uh, that's cool, but. I'm gonna hate myself for for admitting this, but holy shit, those fans in Nashville, that that is a crazy fan base. Yeah, they they, they broke out they break out in a like chants that are like make wrestling fans like oh that's cool. Last that night they were ch- they were chanting out one of the one of the players, the goalie uh, for Pittsburgh, got in some softies and they started chanting, "It's your fault, it's all your fault." <laughs> so good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I'm impressed with how that fan base has embraced that team, and especially, you know, now that they've got this deep playoff run and they're in the Stanley Cup final, I'm I'm impressed by that audience. That is, that is that that is a fan base right there. I, I give them all the credit. For it. I don't know if they, I don't know if they got it, but they actually had the Guinness uh, people at the arena in the last round to go. I know. For, I don't know. Do you know if they got it though? No, I don't know. So I, I know the unofficial, they were off by like point zero point four decibels, like for the loudest recorded fans anywhere in anything ever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> as it sounds, but that's legitimately like a loud venue regardless. And we got we have some friends that we uh, talk to on Facebook that like are weird in society. It's basically the ECW crowd of, of hockey right now. Probably the Paris comparison. Yeah, all I see is uh, that they had the official there. I don't see anything that actually confirms whether or not uh, they actually got it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I assumed I would have heard the follow-up in my country. I mean, sports coverage and news coverage. I mean, hockey is really a huge part of it. Apparently, they had the uh, they had the Guinness Records uh, representative there at Game Three as well. Okay. So uh, I mean, they could get it. Who knows? That's that is one incredibly loud fan base. Uh, is it bad that I am just now realizing that when you say the Guinness representative, that you're talking about the world record? I no, was trying not. to think because... about the alcohol. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the hell does that have to do with this crowd. I just now figured out how. Okay. <laughs> yes, we are not referring to Guinness the alcohol. Uh, JT may not, JT may not be here, but his spirit is here in Drow Goddess. 
Um, no, because Guinness, the Guinness company started the world records, guys. I'm almost 100% sure of that. That's the same company? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I might be wrong. I'm actually looking it up right now because I'm like, no, actually, I think you're, you're right to think that because that makes sense. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking at it, though. I'm trying to see if I can find. Wait, 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 wait. Here you go. On 10 November 1951, Sir Hugh Beaver, the then managing director of the Guinness Breweries, went on a shooting party in the North Slob by the River Slainley in County Wexford, Ireland. After missing a shot at the Golden Plover, he became involved in an argument over which was the fastest game bird in Europe, the Golden yeah, Plover yeah. or the Red Grouse. It was the Plover. Uh, that evening at Castle Bridge House, he realized that it was impossible to confirm in reference books whether or not the Golden Plover was Europe's fastest game bird. Beaver knew that there must be numerous other questions debated nightly in pubs throughout Ireland and abroad, but there was no book in the world with which to settle arguments about records. He realized then that a book supplying the answers to this sort of question might prove successful. Beaver's idea became reality when Guinness employee Christopher Chataway recommended university friends Norris and Ross McWhorter, who had been running a fact-finding agency in London. The twin brothers were commissioned to compile what became the Guinness Book of Records in August of 1954. So there you go. Yes, it was the Guinness Brewing Company that founded okay. the Guinness Book of World Records. So yay, we were both right. Huzzah. Nice. Indeed. Tag team of, of intelligence, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I could have sworn I heard an interview a long time ago about what you just told me about that story about the birds. There, were, there was somebody who was doing uh, one of the records, and they said they had a representative. And I remember this part of the story where they were trying to get like the most selfies in under three minutes with like different people, and they actually had a representative. It was a dude from the uh, the Trailer Park Boys, which you guys probably are more familiar with now that time has passed popularity there's this white dude who plays uh, a rapper on the show called j-rock oh yeah and he was trying to do the selfie record oh. so there you go it's all coming back to me now i knew i was fucking right yeah there you go that, That's, uh... that'll teach me to listen to podcasts and stuff <laughs> you learn something new on this show every week yeah i learn lots <laughs> of stuff Yes, you do. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. The other half is violence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That... Well, no, it's a quarter red lasers, a quarter blue lasers, and then, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, ha uh, knowing is the other half. Mm. <laughs> All right, anybody have anything they want to add? I think that covers everything. I think so. And uh, you're not going to hear the outro music, but I'm going to do the outro anyway, because I can hear the outro music. So uh, let me make sure the outro music is going to play on the podcast. <laughs> it's a mystery. All right. So for at... It's not playing yet. For at G of the Internet... At random redhead who's not here. At Mark underscore nice who's not here. At book junkie Jana. At El Generico. I am at Think So Joe. And you're listening to at Burgersling Finn on Twitter. That's Facebook.com slash board. It's, it's for that. 
Board Wrestling Fan without vowels, Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. Listen to us at iTunes, Stitcher, GP, Blueberry, PodDirectory.com. Live on Board Wrestling Fan when it works. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. My outro is better every week. You were channeling JT for sure. He was. Obligatory ending quote. Mm, let's see.